Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 68 with Joseph Makos and Joseph Bievin. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. So it's another summer day. Hot outside. It's a heat wave, I think. Uh, it's uh, supposed to be in the 107s today. Is it really? Yeah. That's incredible. It's as if there's more than one seven. But <laughs> it's supposed to be hot, right? It's a heat wave right now. And well, we're luckily, we're back in, in the cool um, back of the print shop today. And uh, we're here to talk uh, about some aspects of poetry that we don't really usually cover a lot of people don't usually talk about but um the idea of incorporating video into poetry and using that i suppose as a, as a delivery medium for the art form of poetry and we have with us a guest who has done some video poetry herself how are you doing today laura i'm doing well thank you guys for having me i'm excited about video poetry i for the future I am excited for the future of video poetry. Before we get too much talking about it, you want to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit? Yeah, uh, I'm Lauren Burgess. I'm a poet from New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to LSU to get my MFA in poetry in a couple weeks, I guess. Nice. You're starting school in the fall? I am. Awesome. I'm moving to Baton Rouge, unfortunately, but <laughs> fortunately, yeah. I get to work with a few of my favorite poets. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who's there that you're excited about working with? Uh, Laura Mullen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's great. She's, yeah. she's, uh, we'll have her on the, we'll have her on the episode, uh, or the, the show at some point. Uh, she's visited over here for Poetry Fest a couple of years ago. We had a big party here, and she was, she was like hanging out. So it was, it was great yeah. to have her. She's, she's a, she's an amazing teacher, amazing poet. So I'm looking forward to it. I actually took off work once to see her read. Last year, before I even knew that she taught at LSU, I was already a fan of hers. Taking nice. off work to see her, and now I get to. Very cool. Well, that's I think the there. best thing to have some teachers that you like their work when mm-hmm. you go to get your MFA. This makes mm-hmm. it the most worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, you know, because uh, I think that I think that you know when you're inspired by somebody, and then like, and and you can. You know, you, you're getting the program and you can have them sort of like as this guiding light for you or guiding light in your work. And you can look at their work and, you you know, in some ways, you know, you can um, learn learn a lot from someone who inspires you. It's, it's actually, it's not a given for an MFA. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. that you, that you actually get that. Um, sometimes you just end up either taking an offer with a school that you, you know, hopefully you would like every school you apply to, but maybe not. You end up going somewhere that you didn't think you would and uh not not all mfa students are able to have somebody like that that they they look up to going into the program so that should be exciting for you yeah i was about to pack my stuff and head to spokane to go to eastern washington university lsu emailed me two days before the national mfa deadline where offers (laughs) are supposed to be accepted or declined no matter what two days before and offered me uh just a crazy teaching position and stipends. And I had to tell Eastern Washington two days before that I could no longer attend their program. Yeah. But 
Well, I don't think Spokane would be a bad place to be, but I don't know who's teaching there at all. That that I was saying that because you were just talking about how you might end up at a place where you don't all you're not already a fan of yeah. the professors, yeah. and you kind of have to learn their work as they are your teacher. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the guys seemed really nice, but now I get to work with Lara Glenham and Laura Mullen, who I've already been a fan of. Yeah, women. That can teach me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to go to LSU with Carolyn, uh, to go to UNO with Carolyn Hembree and, like, follow her around yeah. <laughs> and learn from her. So awesome. I'm excited to continue. Yeah, it seems like a, a really a nice, uh, influential uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so let's uh, move on a little bit and t- talk a, bit, a little bit about, you know, I like this idea of talking about video poetry. We're going to, and uh, if you're listening along here, there's going to be lots of links, links in the, the show notes, notes. Because obviously you can't see the video poems, which is one disadvantage. <laughs> I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it, but I think there's a lot we can say about it. Uh, but if we've done it, we should definitely go watch the video poems that we're talking about here. We'll, we're going to put... If we've um, done a, a podcast, video poems, we're going to put a link to some other ones we talk about. If we've done a podcast on visual poetry, we can do a podcast on visual uh, on video poems. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what got you into visual up uh, to video poetry? Right, I the differences in those are also interesting to talk about. Um, well, my friends have a production company here in the city called Great Red Spot. And they are trying to create as much content as they can for artists. Um, And they want to collaborate with visual artists and poets, as well as other filmmakers. So my friend Erin listened to my poem Asteroid, and she was like, you know, man, I'd really like to put music to that. I think that would be impactful. You know what? Why don't we just put music and images to it. Yeah. And I was kind of skeptical at first because I never really think of poetry as a collaborative art. I kind of was was nervous about what that would mean to let someone into that space. But I trusted Aaron with the poem and it came out great. Her Her ability to feel what I was putting out there. So when y'all worked on that, how did you have a lot of input into the visuals too, or did you just kind of let her do what she wanted to do? Um, I had a little bit of input, but mostly it was, it was all her thing. We recorded it in the Marini Opera House Mm -hmm. and that was an awesome experience to be in that empty chapel. And she had me stand in various places high and low on the stage up by the lights screaming the poem whispering the poem yeah 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 uh, so that she can get my voice in as many different ways as possible and as far as the images I just wanted to be sure that they were not distracting from the themes I was getting at mm-hmm. in the poem you know, I wanted there to be some a cohesion between the two, but not her telling the poem. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sure. Like, um, like, um, uh, I'm just going to liken this to something that I have, uh, had to do recently do, uh, uh, presentations and PowerPoints. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and like, I've had to really like relearn the PowerPoint as an adult, like Mm -hmm. how to do business pitches and use this form that they're forcing you to use in order to, you know, deliver your work. And, you know, you're not supposed to read off the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint is a visual image for someone to see and to interpret Mm -hmm. what's on the visual and to really like process that, like on the nose, like just see the points and be, and just be like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. And then what's being t- sent to you verbally through the presenter is a whole other narrative that's like the, you know, the, the sort of like the ethos and the logos, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like you can evoke interesting reactions to people with images or, or even just like simple wording. So in a certain way, there's a visual element. There's a there's a performative element. There's a there's an audio element because you're talking and you're presenting something live. But there's another visual element over here too, and you package all that in a digital medium and you have video. You know, it, it, it just it's like it's like you have to hit them in two different. It's really hitting you in multiple ways. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of the impact of what potential. So so I'm saying bring this back to you is you created something. No, no, it's come full circle. It's come full circle. <laughs> I'm saying so. Bringing it back to bring it back to what what you're come up, what you're you have to you to let go mm-hmm. of this. You know, like oh, I want to control the whole you know per- presentation or the message or whatever it is. It comes back, and do you think like adding these other elements and then creating this other medium, which is a video poem, like is it is it like ten times more effective? Is it like is it a whole different thing? Do you transform it completely? So, have you had the experience of like seeing the seeing the video version screened somewhere? Or? Uh, she has a projector, actually. So, I I did get to see it on a pretty large screen. Um, but like with an audience, like. Uh, just about twelve of us. We're just watching it together as friends, like. But that's cool. Yeah. Did it? But and I'm sure it's a. Yeah, I'm sure you've read that poem. It, did it feel like a different kind of experience or a different kind of reaction? It did. It felt softer. Uh, somehow, when because when we recorded it, I read it very low, and so, most of the time, and then overlaid is me basically hollering it in the <laughs> church. Sure. Um, so when to hear most of it at a voice that's more like this with these stock images of women dancing from, you know, like the thirties and, um, that's the thing about it is it's all stock images. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask that. Like, was it all, I knew some of it certainly obviously had to have been, but I didn't know if it all was, or if it was a mix of that with. No, no. Those are just, Images that Aaron found and uh, pieced together in a in a way that went somehow so well with the poem, like yeah, there's a lot of some some good happenstance that can happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it was a totally different experience to watch my art, the poem that I've just read so many times. Usually, angrily is how the poem generally <laughs> comes out. Um, to, to hear my voice so soft and juxtaposed with the images are almost sensual at times and uh, the music 
is so tender that she composed for it. So yeah, it was it was uh, like a new creation. Yeah. So now, so now the video poem. Okay. So now you take a poem and you take someone's recording skills and abilities and editing uh, abilities and then and then sort of like and then a mishmash of found images and things, which I like. I like the idea of that because mm-hmm. because it's like um, you take something that through sort of like a simulacra of images in pop culture has already an identity itself. Mm-hmm. And then you bring that into it as well to, to make sort of like the visuals accessible. And, and it's this uh, mishmash of uh, different things. So now it's a, so now it's a, a, a multi-author, multi-artist piece, right? Yeah. So you're participating in that experience. Was it to just two of you or were there other people who did other parts of it? Was there other production people? It was just the two of us. Okay. And the music was... Composed by her. Oh, okay. Erin killed it. <laughs> she That wouldn't have been possible without her plethora of skills. But thanks to the Marini Opera House, too, for letting us get in there. A couple of our friends work lights and stage management for their ballets. So uh, they let us in after hours. And like being in a space like that, like let's talk a little bit about how 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 being in a space like that in your compositional mode of recording, how that changed it. You said you were talking into different areas where there echoes, and there were you were mm-hmm. picking up the semblance, uh, the 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 uh, what do they call it, the sibilance of the space? Yeah, sibilance. Yeah, <laughs> is that the right word? Yeah, you're hissing. Yeah, the. <laughs> No, uh, no, yeah, sure, yeah, but yeah, acoustically, it's very different, right? Yeah. yeah, it. I remember after we did it, she, you know, she had the headphones with her and everything, recording me, of course, and she like takes off the headphones for a second, and she's like, "This sounds insane. Yeah. This sounds amazing," because it was so quiet, so yeah, eerily quiet in that church. You know, and she said that she didn't have to edit much room noise out of it, that whatever noise was there in the background was aesthetically pleasing. Atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. to the effect we were trying to reach. Have you read that poem in public since the video happened? Has it changed how you look at the poem or changed how you approach it? Um, I have read it in public since then. I believe that when I'm reading it now, the parts that she had me yell, I find myself wanting to yell again. (laughs) And the lines that I did yell are (laughs) uh, funny when you say them (laughs) with such fervor. (laughs) Yeah. Bob Dylan said that after he heard Jimi Hendrix play along along the Watchtower, he couldn't play it the same way that he had played it originally. And <laughs> no, never yeah, never played it the same way again. Yeah. He said he never played it the same way again yeah, after well, he heard Jimmy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I and I do think of the images too. There's particularly this one image that comes to mind when I'm reading it of some sort of it's a biological thing that's happening. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I wish people could see my hands, but a person person with tweezers pulling apart a cell or like pulling apart some sort of organism 
and then she edited so that it gets sucked back into whatever it was pulled out of. And that's an example of one of the fascinating images that, you know, doesn't directly, doesn't relate to the words that I'm saying at all. But for some reason, that was one of the most fascinating images that she chose to me. And that comes to mind when I, when I read it. Yeah. So, so wow. So, so, so even more. So now one of those compositional things, which we have a few unknown authors here. We have the person who was the camera person filming that original classic footage. We have the person whose hands were involved in doing it too. We have the lab, you know, the environment in which mm -hmm. it was done is like this haunting extension into your current like way that you look at your work. Mm -hmm. So there's this other dramatic element that came through even your kind of like member memory of the of, the, of your piece now. Mm -hmm. It's packaged with it mm -hmm. forever, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I like being... It, it feels like I'm able to see this poem that I, I have done so many times that it was getting... Honestly, it was getting old to me. I was completely associated with this poem asteroid and i was kind of feeling like am i ever gonna write another thing that people like this much like i can't believe people still find this interesting because i'm over it yeah <laughs> and then she made it and i got to see it as a new piece new form new, completely new form. totally totally different experience yeah and when i watch it now I, it doesn't feel like me. Like, it feels like, uh, I don't re really recognize my voice. You know, like, the thing that I connect with the most when I watch it now is not, oh, that's me reading that. It's just like, at least those I, words are mine, that, right? <laughs> that sounds successful to me. That sounds like interestingly successful to be able to give something new life and let it go into the world in a new way that is like, is like you, you were the genesis of it, but there's something maybe that you created and put out there. That's, that's like a whole new life, mm -hmm. you know, a whole new medium, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's kind of, that's a cool way to think about it. Uh, did you, are you, and is this, is this a solitary piece or you have more, more pieces or you work on, work on more stuff or is this just a one-off? Was this a one-off or? It it was at first, but then when we were in the in the opera house, we were just like, she's like, do you want to record anything else? We could do more. We could and, do more. And you did? So I, we did record me reading more poems, and we've talked about this idea for another uh, video of another one, but it would be uh, not stock images, but we would film it. It would be, you know, live action. Sure. And... I'm not big on being in it, but I wouldn't be opposed to finding other people too. But it was just this poem about a lady uh, wandering around the city for her cat uh, that she lost. And she's distraught. And Aaron and I thought it would be cool to go, you know those uptown stray cats, man? They're everywhere. You just set up a camera on Spruce Street, uptown and watch the cats run back and forth across the street. 
and we thought it would be really cool to get something like that, some footage like that, um, to go with that piece. So maybe something like that. That sounds interesting. Uh, uh, for some reason, that took uh, you your 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 description of that. Um, it just reminded me of going uh, being in Rome, Italy, and uh, when you yeah, look, when you look down in yeah. in the um you know there's because everything that you're standing on is you know it's twenty feet or fifteen or ten feet above the ruins, right? So there's a lot of ruins that are subterranean, and they have these excavations. And, and you most of them are, yeah. Most of them are. You look down into these pits, right? And there's all these immense, crazy ruins in, in, in you know, Rome proper. And there's there's hundreds of cats in there. Mm-hmm. I think not so much anymore. No, really? I they think got... they cracked down on that because it was damaging. <laughs> they cracked down on <laughs> the was cats. Damaging, uh, it was damaging a lot of the, a lot of the archaeological sites. All that, all that cat urine. All the just <laughs> archaeological. But yeah, it was kind of interesting that 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 was. Like I just like didn't. It was weird there. when I saw it. It was like it was like it reminded me of being at the zoo when I was a kid in like Monkey mm-hmm. Island or something. You know, it's like all the cats were all like <laughs> like they're sacred or something. Venice has a bunch of stray cats too. I I visited Venice once, and my professor at the time was talking about how Ezra Pound would often mention like these damn stray cats always here when I'm trying to write. You know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of straight cats over there. <laughs> so I like this idea. So it could go into this weird, you know, this like found, found, um, found footage, you know, you could get out and for like a whole week, just shoot as much straight cat footage as you could find. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like this. I think it's a potential, uh, yeah. interesting, something, interesting idea for a video piece. I like to see how that comes together. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's interesting, like, I think, I mean, and maybe we'll transition to talking about video poetry in general, but, but I think it's interesting, like, what you were saying, too, though, I mean, thinking about video poetry, that's something that is always happening with poetry all the time, but you don't always think about it, that it's constantly interacting with other things in the world, but you don't always have that called attention to. Right, I mean, that's the nature of poetry, is those images only make sense in how they bounce off of other experiences mm-hmm. that your audience has anyway, but that's kind of a nice thing about the video poetry aspect, is it more consciously draws attention to that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, if we really want to get, like, you know, into the semantics of video poetry, I think, like, you could you could make an argument for video poetry being... In a certain sense, having existed, you know, for a while, even down to the idea of, like, you know, some of the stuff that MTV was doing back in the day was, like, certainly video poetry. I mean, playing well, words, designs. I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to open yeah. the field up, if you want to talk about the field as an open well, thing that, that existed since, po- since thing, video right? existed. It's a tricky thing as a concept. Like, you have to be like, what makes it video poetry and not just video with the text? Yeah. Or art video. Yeah. Or art film. Yeah. Is what yeah. I was reading about. Um, I think, what well, I mean, if we want to talk about what would make something video poetry, it would have to be the juxtaposition of images and the words. Yeah. Right? Like, not a spoon-fed narrative via images. But then you think about things like, 
Like Beckett had those videos. Beckett had all. I was just going to mention uh, Samuel Beckett. And they're not narrative things. No, but they're They're all just like like, really camera tricky type of like weird. In the room, (laughs) you're in the room and you only see the man moving so much across the room and then. And then the the, the, the the furniture starts to close in on itself. Or, like, Man Ray, of course, you know, had... And, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. Visual. You always have overlap between poetry and other types of text anyway. And mm-hmm. I guess that's always a difficult line to draw right. of yeah what makes something poetry and what some other kind of... Well, text. video, yeah. too. I mean, we could determine <laughs> video is the digital, you know, the, di- the, digi- the digital realm or, like, video, the tape. I mean, the realm of, like, digital tape or, like, the, you know, video. What does video mean? The word video, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh... It's, it it's means like, I see. So, you know, <laughs> I... mean, I, it literally does. I know, yeah. month of the day means I see the mountain, right? <laughs> but, like, uh... That's why, like, so if we have to, like, take it back to the, the real, actual term video poetry, where, where does that go back to? Is it, like, is it a video thing? It's, like, not real-to-real. It's not film. We're not talking film. But it seems like poetry. It seems video like video poetry. It, but it seems like, as far as video poetry, to me, I can't help. It seems like those like Dadaist futurist kind of performance things mm-hmm. to some extent. Like you can't yeah. like, escape that. Connection. I'm thinking of like the Jan yeah. Spankmeyer videos and like all that. The films that he did, the stop motion animation, weird with all sorts. Yeah, but of I'm just saying even. Prior to video, like the the kind of like perform like the mock trials and the performance kind of things in that vein, it's right where they're like tradition. Yeah, where they're like dressed in an out like like yeah, they're dressed in weird outfits, but they're doing something that has nothing to do with the outfits yeah. they're dressed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even down that's like the first the first salons that Cabaret Voltaire did that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, you know. I was just thinking about um the the video poetry manifesto. That you sent over to me. Yeah, so I don't know. So I didn't know a lot about video poetry, and I was trying to look that up. And all I knew was like just cool stuff that I saw on the internet. Poets doing different things. Yeah, with words and animated words and things. You know, people were using like just videoing themselves, recording themselves writing a poem. And there was like, man, that sounds so cool. That noise on the paper. I love watching someone's handwriting just come out of them. So I was like, man, that's really cool. And then, you know, I just got stuck in a YouTube uh, sure. wormhole. Yeah, wormhole. There we go. And yeah, I read that that word hole, video say this guy, uh um, his name is very difficult to Pronounced correctly, so I apologize. It's, I'm going to probably get it wrong. Boy, what do you, what would you say? It's Tom Conives. Conives, yeah. Yeah. Conives, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I guess, sure you just say the Y like an I. Yeah, like yeah. But he's Canadian, but I think he's of. I'm going to get that wrong. But he's Canadian. Yeah. Oh, I, thought yeah. I, I, I thought I knew what ancestry he was, because he has something else going on, but I can't remember now what it was. But he apparently is credited with coining the term video poetry, mm-hmm. but not until, like, the 80s. Okay. Which is a little bit surprising to me. I mean, I know there were some other things going on, 
like we, we, we talked about Alfred Leslie in a past episode, and that's certainly video poetry, and that's the 70s. But I guess, like, but that, I, I'm surprised that term was not, didn't really come around until the 80s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you were saying he, he did a lot of this sort of seminal video poetry, which some of which is interesting, we can talk about that too, but he had this kind of manifesto he wrote of what is video poetry and what, what maybe, so maybe that's yeah. a good thing to talk about, yeah. And what is not, he's very specific about that, you know, he's like, hmm. Yeah, so what did you, what um, did you take away from that one? <laughs> um, well, the main thing that I took away from it is like what I mentioned earlier about how the images complement whatever text is either on screen or uh, overlaid, but do not tell the narrative. Okay, so if I say red car in the poem, there is not an image of a red car yeah. displayed at that moment. You know, that's that's one thing that he talked about, which would make it... Oh, what did he say that would be? Too literal? Or like... Like, I think, I think at that point it would be called... Maybe not visual poetry, but he's be... he makes a he makes a, a difference between that, but... like a poetry film and a video and video poetry. Something, so something that almost has a script and a score that's like specifically like you script something right. out like a, like a series of images that right. are, or animations or mm-hmm. illustrations. So right. poetry so... being the script of the the sequence of images. Exactly, that's not video poetry to him. That would be something. Video poetry is more like a, a layering. Right. A, a combination of video, poetry, and, and and images that can be associative or can be disassociative. Mm-hmm. Right. Found and footage. It's not always found footage, though. It doesn't always have to be. No. No. I also thought it was interesting how he... He doesn't make it sound like video poetry is so collaborative, like the experience I had with it. Well, that was a question I had, was like, because some people I think are, I mean, I could, th- I can think of examples that are collaborative, but like, he didn't seem like he was doing collaborative things. No, he was in control of every aspect of it. Which is different. He's like, but- the, the poet, there's no difference between the poet and the director. Or the critic would say... There is a poet and there is a director, but the poet would cast off labels. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, well, I'm talking. I'm, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways you could go with that, though, right? But I did think that was interesting. Whereas I sought video poetry to make poetry collaborative. And looking I, into what is more going on right now, right. like I found some examples of some festivals and things that are doing that. It's almost all collaborative. Mm-hmm. It's almost all poets, which to some extent, but maybe that's also a difference in the t- difference in the time period because mm-hmm. now, I think the technical skills that are involved with doing video mm-hmm. at the level people are accustomed to are a lot greater. So I don't. It would be hard. For a poet to just, I mean, you could do it, but it'd be a very different thing. It would have to be like a very purpose, purposefully low budget kind of feel mm-hmm. to the thing to do it. Where I think if you want to do a more polished thing, you would need someone who's already versed in 
video all of those editing. things. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just have some weird person who happens to be skilled at both, but which they do exist, you know. Mm-hmm. They do, but it, but it's but yeah, like, but like I one of one of Tom Cunniv's videos that that I found I, and I thought was cool was interesting. It was just like a hand writing at a desk. Mm-hmm. But he did interesting editing things where it wasn't just like writing down the page and filming something. It was like, you know, it would disappear and something else would appear. Yeah, he would write a line or two and then tear the notepad away. Sometimes, yeah. and the, Or sometimes it would just be an editing thing and it yeah. would just not be there. Mm-hmm. And he would write the next part, and yeah. which was kind of cool. Yeah. But it was much more... Well, no, it was. It's interesting. Both him and some of the other earlier people, there seemed to be much more of text appearing on the screen. Yes, I did notice that. Where when I looked at more modern examples, there's much less of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe none at all. So, so was it composed through some sort of like a, a analog medium type way? Well, not always. Well, and the other. The other guy that I found that was interesting was um, there was this Italian poet, Gianni Totti. He was like part of the Italian resistance against fascism. And he started out as a poet, but then he started doing more video poetry later on. And it was all like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You would love it. It's kind of almost like visual poetry-esque. Because he was all using these, like, early computer programs where it was, like, manipulating text on the screen with Ooh, him reading fun. over it. It's pretty cool. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. some out there. There's, but, but it's another one of these things. Like, I don't know how much of this was preserved. Most of the ones, I'll put a link to some of the ones I could find. But most of them, I guess he must have done them on VHS. So the only stuff I could find was people, like, videotaping their television screen of the VHS they were playing of, wow. of this stuff <laughs> yeah. being created. Right? Gotta seek like out that, a, a yeah, VHS so, of this guy's work. So someone could digitize it properly, but it doesn't seem to be out there digitized properly. It seems like people filming their VHSs they have. But it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, both of them in very different ways. It seemed like uh, Knivs had... There was some stuff he did, especially some of his later stuff that didn't necessarily have text on the screen, but mm-hmm. both of them mostly seemed to have text on the screen. Where when I looked at some of the more modern things going on where it was more collaborative, there was very little, very little text, mm-hmm. uh, actually, that was visually there. I mean, there was always audio text, which I guess is what, that was his one thing in his definition, of his definition, right? Is some way or another there needed to be a text presented, whether it was audio or visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting mishmash. I think there's an I think there's a lot of potential actually. I think, you know, I think that there's a lot of you know, a lot of overlapping text and, and content and, and and writing, you know, that could be found with the right scoring and the right visuals. Uh, I think that there's actually like sort of like a, uh, this seems like more of like an open field of poetry to me. It seems like there's a lot of potential for this sort of thing. Um, you know, and I've done a fair amount of visual poetry myself where I, I present, I present projections and people read the projections on the wall and, and I read the poem as a performance script, you know, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so visual poetry, I think would be like a logical step for me, for me, for with, with doing more movement or more different ways to bring these sort of disparate things together in a, in a, in a, in a mode. Um, I think there could be an interesting look at ways to do this in performance as well. You know, I think that theaters do it in, in, in productions. Well, and it's also like, I don't know. I mean, and maybe that's okay. And I don't know that, I mean, maybe it's useless to make that categorization, but if you, if I think about a lot of art video installations that you see a lot of them Poetic elements. you could pretty much call them video poetry to some extent maybe it's just an element of whether you respect their text that they're using as a poem or not mm-hmm. but there's a lot of that kind of text overlaid on yeah. imagery mm-hmm. I don't know and maybe it doesn't matter yeah. to make that decision no, it's, it's he said that he got this idea because he was doing poetry and performance art separately. And he got sick of the, the, the page and books just being the only way to access poetry. So he just smashed his performance art and his poetry together. Yeah. And called it something. And people got hooked. Which is funny, right? Because at the time, that must have seemed so cutting edge, and now right. it almost seems quaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> video has almost become a... Yeah, I mean, YouTube, you know, with the, with the advent of YouTube, I mean, if you type in... if you, I mean, have you... Have, I mean, y'all did this, but I clearly didn't, and I'm admitting that, but... I mean, I've looked at, <laughs> well, I've looked at a fair amount of stuff. I've seen all the Billy Collins stuff, and I've seen those like video poems that they do where they're like animated language and mm-hmm. with the birds and all that, you know, like an anim- <laughs> with an <laughs> always says fucking birds in it. You are not wrong. Uh, and and, and uh, <laughs> the animated language with the birds, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's like there's like this like kind of like form that it kind of tends to fall into mm-hmm. a little bit. It's 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 which, yeah, which is okay. It was hard for me to find things. Like to read what he said, what Tom kind of said, video poetry was, and then find it by looking through YouTube because no, it doesn't. It's not out there. It's really. not like that. No. When you type in video poetry on YouTube, what you will get is videos of <laughs> slam poetry. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, yeah. it will be videos of people performing their poetry. Well, but I'll put the links. But I did find I was surprised, which were things I had no ideas about. I think one was in Canada, and one, and one was I forgot where it was. It was somewhere out west in America, I think. Visual poetry. It was in Canada. Visual poetry project. One was visible poetry project, and then another found another one that was visible verse festival, and um, they both had some pretty cool stuff. But (laughs) what it really looked like it, it more was was a collaborative sort of thing where it was like, we're going to hook poets up with filmmakers and have filmmakers make this thing Mm -hmm. out of their problem. Which is fine. And and a lot of it was really cool and I liked it and I liked watching them. But I almost wish there was a little more interaction between the poets and the and the filmmakers like it's it, sometimes mm-hmm. watching them it felt like it was a little more like here you go 
here's this poem. Yeah. Now make a, it's like make making it a music different. video or something. Yeah, out of that, poem, you I know? was worried about that when I, when I made mine. I didn't want it to be that way. I wanted us both to have put our heads together to create this. But, you know, as far as the music went, I, I don't have an ear for, I could never imagine that poem to music. When she said that that's yeah. what she heard, like she heard something in her head that would sound great with it, I was like, okay, do it, because I can't. And then, and then it's like, I don't know, if you've got someone who's got a good vision, then it doesn't matter, I suppose, and it feels cohesive, and mm-hmm. maybe that's, it does, then it doesn't matter, but I think with some of these festivals, it almost didn't necessarily, sometimes like it felt a, a little, it felt a little like, okay, like, I mean, that's still cool, but it kind of felt like you just did your own thing with this, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily... But maybe it's like, I don't know, like, I was watching these things, and I was surprised. I was like, where is the, I mean, we've done our, our episode on visual poetry, and we spent a lot of time doing that. We did our workshop on that and all that. It's like, where, I didn't see that so much. That Italian poet was one of the few places. Where is the, using, and I, and I also wonder what Knivs would think of that. If, where is using a text that's not, poem in a meaning sense whereas using text typographically as a video medium there's a lot of that in advertising there's a ton of it no but i mean as in this genre where is the visual poetry where's the video poetry of text that is not necessarily meaningful text that is text as poetry only as a typographical element like the way you have that in visual poetry I couldn't find that. I looked for it. I was like, I mean, and maybe it's there and I just didn't find it. But I'm surprised. Like, in visual poetry, that's a big part of what's going on. You mean a visual poetry, are you saying like a visual poem with movement? A visual poem with movement, yeah. Or a visual poem with, and that Italian poet kind of tried to do that, but he still had, it was more like the visual poetry that had meaning to it still. But you know how a lot of visual poetry has gotten to the point where it's very abstract? It's it's mm-hmm. it's text as typography only, essentially. I didn't I, I couldn't find any video poetry like that, which to me was a bit surprising. I thought that would be something that would be happening. There was you no, know? there was nothing in well, because you know, because Derek when he he, there's he nothing he, on there's nothing on Uberweb. I looked specifically yeah, on Uberweb. That's what I was I would like, say. Uh, yeah, let's see what's out there. But there really was not. It was more of a fixed medium, a uh, sort of a an, an archive of fixed medium. I mean, it's an interesting thought to consider, you know, that there's not much more of that stuff out there because, you know, there's... Uh... And I mean, that's not to say there's... Yeah, I mean, I couldn't find it, though. You know, and maybe it's too underground or too, like, it hasn't... I'm, doesn't I'm have thinking of some presence, stuff in my you know? mind. I'm just yeah. thinking of, like, some stuff that's, like, visual... More instant, and, and, and what it does is, it as soon as it hits that direction, it becomes a different, a different medium. In so much as it becomes more of like an installation piece, or it becomes a, a, a thing that's meant to be. Yeah, and then you're getting into like categories again, and maybe that's what happens is people don't call it video poetry anymore. And it ends up being an installation art. But you know, why I is see that? it being an installation art? Mm-hmm. But but they're like visual poetry elements coming through installation art, not necessarily. They're not calling them video poems, but you know what I mean? It's like that It's like that gray area. But why know? doesn't that happen? I mean, it does happen. There is a gray area in visual poetry, right? Like, you can see people doing neon word art, and sometimes it's called 
conceptual art and sometimes it's called visual poetry mm -hmm. and it could kind of be either but why doesn't that also happen with the video stuff why doesn't it get into both yeah good question because maybe nobody's thinking like that like maybe nobody's thinking like that direction like oh i'm a po poet i don't know i mean maybe we just found something to do i guess that we can <laughs> I, mean, I mean vince i mean vince is doing some stuff that's vince Salucci is doing some stuff like that he's he's what? doing some installation stuff what's his last name Salucci. man from baton rouge he's at lsu he's yes. in the design department yes but he's doing some visual stuff he's doing like he did that he went to like uh europe and did a big visual projection piece and it was like language coming through and it was like it was like programmed so like when he talked the words would come through and do a thing and there's so so there's there are I think but I, I think what's interesting is that I think that this stuff is being is happening but maybe it's not being called visual poetry I think that's just like the word poetry might just be packaged in a way that people are just avoiding it you know yeah I mean I don't even know if people would identify themselves as video poets I feel like video is so ingrained in the way we present ourselves today that a poet using video is just a poet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that might be true, but I mean, I, but, but, I, but I think it's interesting because if you think of it as a medium, mm -hmm. I, don't know, I was thinking about it as I, as I was looking at these things and I was like, if I w were, were to do that, I'd almost want to use a poem that I'd never released in any other way. Hmm. To have that be its only existence is in that format. Mm -hmm. I would like to do that as well. You know, because it, because I think there's something about you know I, I don't know, but I also I also think it's in, I, I wanted to see like I wanted to see visual poetry in in that sense with 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 text as a typographic element rather than meaning, but I also saw very little that was just abstract visuals. Which I also think could be an interesting area of exploration where the visuals are more abstract. A lot of it seemed visuals that were not narrative, but were very clearly the images that they were. Which I is watched, cool. I you watched know, but, one that was utterly bizarre and had not much to do with the words because there were so few words. You might have watched it too. The one where somebody was behind a sheet of a white sheet stabbing holes through oh, yeah. the underside. <laughs> and there yeah, that well that's that was pretty yeah. abstract and uh unrelated to the words. <clears throat> what about um well I, I, maybe I'm wrong you I don't think we included in the episode, but Oscar did video poem in, in uh in, in Uruguay. And he and, and him and Danny programmed these crazy Visual pieces. Oh, so I know what you're talking about now, but but that was like, but that's the funny thing. Like, I've seen a lot of people do that stuff live. Like, that's cool, but it was like projected while he was reading it live, right? Uh, it was. They just played it. It was like a piece. Okay. I, yeah. But for some reason, people do that live and then don't distribute it in other ways, right? Yes, that is true. I mean, so you, I guess you've this... done stuff like that too, yeah. where you read things over projections, but then so it's performance art until somebody videos it and then it's video poetry because yeah because yeah because i think so because i think it has to become the form that it is it has to be a video poem right 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 
You know? Well, and I think that's why I was thinking, like, well, if you were to do this, you almost would need to do it specifically for that purpose. Right. Yeah, it's it's a thing that's composed for the purpose of the thing, you know? Well, I, mean, I think maybe we can link to it if we can yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they have it online, maybe they don't. I think they do. I think I think I do remember seeing that somewhere. I probably have it somewhere. Yeah, I'd like to get together with somebody without a poem in mind at all, nothing written, and they don't have any images they want to use, they're not thinking about any music they want to have, and then just sit down with them and create it together. Like, they throw out yeah. they throw out some images, and I'm just like, I can try to write, write to that. Well, there's so many compositional possibilities, right? right. I, was just gonna, you, yeah. I was just going to say, what's, what's interesting from there is that then, any, then anything can be a starting point. You, right. know, you could start with the found footage, work mm-hmm. your way backwards. You could start mm-hmm. with the musical composition, work your way forward. You could, you or could, you could do, you could start with a piece of footage, you write some things based on that, you give them what you wrote, and they make the ne- next piece of footage based on the first part you wrote, and then you go Like back an exquisite forth. corpse. Yeah, which could be cool. Each thing kind of builds mm-hmm. off of the last, right? Well, yeah, and there's, like, ekphrastic possibilities, too, there, because then you're like, oh, there's writing about the art. So, like, you could create this video, and there's a tapestry, and there's images, and then you could be writing about it, and and that becomes ekphrastic, then. I mean, it really, there's a lot Real of possibilities in it as a, work. yeah, and then, like, in your video, like, and then if you throw music in it, then you've got a whole other dimension of... Yeah. This is, like, an open field. This is like this is like I think it's like a wide open field for you know potential because mm-hmm. it's like taking the video poem to the next level is like you know it could it could it could surpass the it could surpass the the uh, the uh, you know Instagram poet that gets getting its moment right now you know it could it could just like push past that you know? I I feel like it could also change the way people perceive poetry at all though right yeah so like <clears throat> you can reach people with videos today that that you wouldn't be able to reach if you're like, I'm selling this book of poems. Absolutely. You know, uh, you have a better chance at reaching younger audiences, especially this way. Everybody will just watch a video. Yeah. And that, and then maybe people would grow up thinking, Although kind this of the is stuff where poetry. Yeah. Well <laughs> that's a very positive outlook on it, but I think the kind of stuff we're talking about is so off on guard that people probably wouldn't they wouldn't be that yeah. appealing. Which is to me the more interesting aspect. But you certainly could do it in that way too, where it's designed to be Even if even if it's avant garde as as anything, people are more likely to Pay attention yeah, to, to a play a button a today, right? Yeah. Than they are to go to a to a uh, screening a of a video. Like poem. someone picks up magazines anymore, but yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, but even if they were like, "What the hell? This is weird," they would still watch it more than if you handed them an invitation and told them to yeah. come watch a screening. See, this is this is now we're getting into something that's been I've been thinking a lot about, which well, is like our our idea or one idea that's came up. I well, don't say our idea I think for next year's for next year's. Oh, well, we can certainly do that. Whether it's or a, doing a sound and vision thing, yeah. you know, and whether it's yeah. a poetry fest or not, multimedia. I think 
big time. I think, and we will we will put this call out for any listeners right now. I think it would be awesome to set some future date, and we can figure out the venue later of just having a let's have a video poetry reading event, <laughs> reading showing. Is it an event? Is it, event? Is it a yes? Yeah, I don't know if it's a reading. Filming? It's a showing of. Where, you know, whatever. You can do it collaboratively with the filmmaker if you want. You can do it all on your own if you want, whatever. But if you're interested in that, contact us. That'd be cool to just have a night of that. Visual poetry event. Yeah. Video. Video poetry event. Have a night of various visual, video, video visual poetry. So you can have visual poetry in But everything's a, everything has to be yeah. dot .mov, dot .m4a format, <laughs> or whatever, right? No, you can bring it. You can bring it. I'm not worried about that yet, but we can figure that out. <laughs> yeah, because I would totally be down with some, the shit, yeah. some VHS. I mean, look, look at the, look at the. Do you see the stuff behind you here? That's all video equipment. That's all. That's all film and yeah. and and slide and slide and super eight millimeter and eight millimeter projectors and slide. So it's all lighting. That'd be cool to do, man. <laughs> look, I could imagine a regular. Monthly video <laughs> poetry event where you got enough people doing it where you had every month crazy yeah. four or five. You showed forty five minutes of this stuff. Yeah, be awesome. <laughs> it would be. Mm-hmm. You could do an hour and a half. You know, it'd be like a little over an hour event. Hour and fifty. You know, we have a little soiree. Depending how long the hour, you know, yeah. But I think most. I think most vis- video poetry would probably be fifteen minutes or under, right? Yeah. Fifteen minutes even sounds a little bit long. That's long. I'm saying that's like the upper end. I think right? like six so. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It could be anywhere. You know, so we had, could we could put a constraint in if we want, but it could be someone could you know. I'd say five to fifteen minutes would be a good constraint. Yeah, it could be. It could be shorter. It could be. Yeah, shorter. I did. I did see a few people reading shorter poems. They were only about two minutes long, but. The, the smacking, no. uh, yeah, killer two minutes could blow you away. Well, that's true. Exactly. You could do something shorter, that'd be good. But I think five is a nice, gives some room for the visuals to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can have some space, some silence in the text. But I don't know, yeah. I'm going to get into Let's this. do it. Know, Let's like, do I it. I like this idea a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you need help making those poems, uh, Great Red Spot Productions does that. They help nice. poets create things. Well, I think we came up with some good ideas today. Yeah, we maybe have our first sponsor for video <laughs> poetry now, Great, Great Red Spot Productions. Well, Lauren, uh, thank you, thank you so much for, for coming over us. and hanging out with us. Yeah, Do you have thank uh, you. anything coming up that you want to plug or? Um, I I not have anything coming up because I'm moving. Well, so yeah, the only thing I'm but, uh, the only thing I'm focusing on right now is packing, which is so y'all should go see her MFA readings in Ben Rouge yes. once she settled in. Yes. I suppose I w- I will have information about those that I'd love to share. But. So okay, you're gonna be over there for you'll be up in Baton Rouge for three years, two years, three years, three years. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, and I guess then we. 
we have, um, we're hoping that you will be a disruptor in the department and maybe break out some video poetry and, oh, yeah. and uh, do some fun stuff with that. You and, should just show up to a workshop one day and with a little break out a projector and be like, today, my like, poem. Or like a one of those like pop-up DVD players and put your, put your poem in and like. It's press play, stand back, cross my arms. Everyone watch it on a little like DVD player. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think like something like that would be fresh, though. You know, I think like I think like something like that could be could be um, could be could you could do something like that. I think you could. I think with somebody like Laura Mullen, I think you could, you know, come in and submit your work and say like, "Hey, here's my my work I'm submitting," and you know, you could submit a you could submit a a, a document right for your assignment. It could be like a Word doc or a Google doc, and it could have a video embedded in the page. Right. <laughs> So they get to the, she gets to the page and it's like the title of the poem and right below it instead of the words, it's just a video. Yeah. It's just an embedded video. Mm-hmm. You can do that. I think you know? she'd be into that. Yeah, no, I think so. I think that's an interesting way of thinking of a book too, you know? It's like, it's like imagine how much time and effort you'd have to put, you know, to say a, a book length work is like, you know, 80 pages. Imagine if you had to write 80 pages of video poetry. <laughs> There you go. There's your thesis idea. I'll just make a feature length. It will never stop. I'll just keep keep speaking poems for feature length video minute. poems. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like choose your own, choose your own video poem. You know, you could have this like choose your own adventure. Isn't like a big who was the director that was doing this um, choose your own adventure? Oh movies? yeah, yeah. Scorsese was it? No, somebody big. Someone was doing that. Though, it was big. It was some big name. And they were doing like choose your own adventure films. So it was like imagine being with the poem could be like a choose your own adventure poem video <laughs> video put choose your own video poem adventure. But this stuff that is fast. And we're talking about that. It just re- it just like reminds me of all that like weird like electronic literature too that was going on, like at the beginning of the internet a little bit. Yeah, there was a time where that was kind of going on, but it was it was Largely not video oriented so much as so HTML animation, programming animation. animation, but a lot of it was like looped, yeah, mm-hmm. looped animations rather than video, straight video. But yeah, there was a while where there was a lot of that, like looped animations that went along with poetry, which was kind of interesting. Okay, last yeah. question: Is yeah. a GIF? Is a GIF? Could you make a GIF? Is a video poem or is it is it a sequence of photos? So is it like another middle ground? Is there? A, can you have a GIF poem? <laughs> Um, is that a video poem? Is the GIF a video poem? That's the question. If there's text on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. So if there's text on it, yeah. But a lot of GIFs have text on them. Yeah. Is that memes? memes? They're memes. <laughs> what if you did it with poetic text? Yeah. All kinds of ideas. All kinds of ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of Good Poetry. See you next week. Ha, ha, ha.